Sherry Jo Bates may have been the first victim of the Zodiac. We don't know. We'll never know. The Riverside police think they do. And they do not believe it is a suspect who is tieable to the murders in the Bay Area in 1968-69. There are a number of reasons for this, but it's the letter that keeps people coming back. In particular, the poem that was carved underneath the desk that was found much later, and there's no hint that it was necessarily tied. But what's fascinating is the difference in the methodology. It is closely related, of course, to the Lake Berryessa murder. Shepard Hartnell. But there are issues within it that point away. First was, it was a direct assault. No tying up, no surprise. She fought back. She ripped his watch off, potentially. Almost certainly, in fact. And the roles in which watches play in the Zodiac killings is actually very interesting. One, of course, the Zodiac brand of watches. Potentially being the source for the, not only the name, but also the symbol. But what's interesting is the idea that investigators were looking at the Riverside murder. And the issue actually is, I think, bigger. Because there are a number of killings in Southern California that I think could be tied. But I think this one actually has the lowest probability. Possibility, sure. An example of early murders, if you look at a number of serial killers, quite often their first murders have no M.O. to the point where they're often considered to be potentially accidents. Which makes sense, I guess, if you look at it with the eye to how serial killers begin their sprees. When, for example, someone like Ed Gein, who might have killed his brother. I think he did, frankly, but others don't necessarily agree. And that sort of started the thing. It may have been an accident. There are a number of killers whose first kills are usually separated by a significant amount of time. And that may have been where they first experienced that rush. So it's not out of the question that this was the beginning of Zodiac. But the differences are significant. And in particular with that carved-in poem, which we have no idea if it's tight or not, and the fact that they have a very good suspect in Riverside. Make it less likely. Actually, I think one of the other things is that the Zodiac letter writer, who I will never be 100% certain, did the first two murders. But you can almost certainly say killed Paul Stein. Likely, almost certainly, in fact, killed Shepard Hartnell. And this also brings up the possibility of there being two individuals who did it. 
back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You can go on this. But two interesting aspects that I think need to come into this conversation are, were the first murders that we know of a symbol? His first two kills were completely different and honestly much more effective, at least in him being able to continue his methodology as he went on, than anything he did later. You could say it was frenzy. You could say it was he went from being a process killer to an opportunity killer. You could say he just started to work in different methodologies to try and increase the terror to the people. All these are valid. Here's an issue, though, that I think is missing in a lot of these conversations. Where does the change happen? Let's say he did kill Sherry Joe Bates. Maybe also took on the other killings down south, Santa Barbara, that area. Where did the change happen, and then why? This question is what drives people mad <laughs> looking into Zodiac. Everyone wants the whys, which I think is the great empowering movement of the entirety of Zodiac research. The hows we know. It's the only thing we know. The whos we have no idea. But here the police have a decent idea. Far stronger, in fact, than the police in Benicia or Vallejo had for the first two murders. I think the other issue here, though, is that it does tie into a theory that I personally hold. That Zodiac was involved in some degree in the military. That's often taken as fact just because of the wingwalker shoes. But if he was in Southern California... The military establishment down there is all over the place. Right near Riverside, there's a huge Air Force base. It could easily be the site where he was stationed. And then later was reassigned up north to any one of our air stations. So there's a possibility there. There's a possibility that... I've always thought one of the things is I really believe either Zodiac or the letter writer and likelihood is they are overlapping pentagrams was a true crime fan and nowhere was true crime more prevalent than Southern California as far as availability of at that point pulp magazines uh, of people who would actually talk about this stuff they were down there I believe even in 1960, 
there was a group that actually met at Clifton's cafeteria to discuss the Black Dahlia murder. I think Forey Ackerman told me that years and years ago, which really just brings it to my mind. Of course, true crime is not new. It's old, old, old. Just to wrap this up, and I'm sorry for this taking 10 months to get to you. I'm not convinced Sergio Bates is even a good candidate for a Zodiac victim. I think the connections are relatively tenuous, and I think that the likelihood is that this was a murder of someone who knew someone in a way that the Zodiac killings, with the possible, with one or two possible exceptions, weren't. And if you take the path that, well, maybe Sherry Jo Bates had dated her killer, and it ended badly, so he killed her. He was dating... someone else and then the murder the first set of murders were incidental because he thought he was killing someone else and you could go down that rabbit hole for years I don't think they're related but I think it is interesting to look at the methodologies and the impression that Zodiac had on the entirety of cold cases because you can guarantee Every California municipality that had murders that were unsolved, cold cases, began to look at them in relation to what was known about Zodiac. And that definitely shows here.